0: kia ora and welcome to this week's episode of let's get sexual i am alicia and i'm the host of this sexually explorative podcast hey all hope you're having a beautiful day i've had a wonderful afternoon doing almost a fuck all and napping because that is wonderful and sometimes you do need to do that i feel like i haven't had A break or me time in so long and although I had plans today I was like nope you know what I really need to put some boundaries in place because I am socially exhausted and I think so often the FOMO or the guilt and so many other emotions which just kind of force us to turn up and show up in spaces we we might actually not be ready for or emotionally we're drained and exhausted it's really important to just recognize that it's happening and to go, nope, uh, in order for myself to be happy and healthy, I do need to put those boundaries in place and. It just makes me fully respect anybody who like messages me and says, hey, look, I know we made plans, but today I'm just really not feeling it. I just need some space. Let's reschedule. I just really respect that. So because I respect it, I'm like, why do I not do it more? I'll still be invited to another party if I say no to this one or that person will still want to hang out with me. It's really like working through those limiting beliefs, which is so interesting. Um, Yeah, so I actually had a beautiful day, beautiful nap and just feels like perfect time To be releasing this gorgeous episode with the incredible Janelle. I'm so humbled that Janelle came on, shared her story, shared her insights. You can tell from this conversation that Brie and I just have a blast talking to Janelle. She's so infectious, so gorgeous. She has started this incredible organization and movement called Girls Get HQ. And I'll post in the show notes um, how you can follow her and get to know what she's doing. She recently had an awesome event in the Tauranga area, and I know that she's looking at hosting more across Aotearoa. It's about like women's empowerment and helping women find their inner relationship with themselves and getting to the next step to becoming closer to their higher self. And I think the work Janelle does is amazing. I think when you just have a conversation with Janelle, you already feel like that's happening. Like she kind of helps you level up because she's incredibly real. She's done a lot of growth herself and she just really sees you. So really excited to share our conversation with Janelle because we talk about you know having better relationships with your family, following a life that is right for you and how fear is so limiting for all of us. And fear is natural, okay? We all feel it. But it's about how much we're going to allow fear to limit us versus kind of see it as a challenge to level up. She also shares with us her exploration of her sexuality and by curiosity. And also discusses her new relationship and how she moved from a friendship to a romantic relationship. And the fear that's involved in that, but how sometimes you need to do that in order to identify If there's a possibility for something wonderful. I know you guys are going to love this episode. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and review if you are able to or jump onto our Instagram page at letsgetsexual.podcast and let us know your thoughts. Have a wonderful day everyone and enjoy this episode. So excited to have Janelle on. Good morning, Janelle. How are you doing? Good morning.
1: I'm doing so good and I'm so excited. I, I'm, I've I'm been waiting for this and it's going to be awesome. Oh, ditto, ditto.
0: It's like a beautiful morning. We're going to have a conversation about sex and relationships. I feel like basically my favorite type of day. Best way to start a Thursday, really. <laughs> Best way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know. you got to start off nine in
2: the morning. You know, you do it early.
1: Nice and early, get it done. You know, exactly. I've been up since six. I was that excited. Basically, midday day for you. <laughs>
0: Pretty much.
1: I love it. I love I'm ready it. for bed.
0: <laughs> I'm always ready for bed, multiple different ways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> love it. Can't okay, so like the beautiful. bedroom, mate. I
0: know, it right. I know, right? Even in the bedroom. I'm sorry. I'm very <laughs> traditional. It's comfortable. What can I say?
2: So <laughs> wait. Yeah.
1: And also, love that you're wearing a shirt. I had to. I was like, I can't be on their podcast, even if it's not visual. I was like, I can't be on their podcast and not wear the T-shirt. Like, the oh, T-shirt good. puts you in the vibe,
0: you know? <laughs> That's what I was like this morning. I was like, We've got to get in the vibe. Oh, got to be like, got to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> got to channel that. God, you totally. How <laughs> good. I love, it. I love it. Okay, so what we usually do, obviously, in each episode is ask kind of like this initial question, which I haven't included in the questions I've sent to you. But the first okay. one is... So, what's one limiting belief around sex that you have worked through or are working through
1: that it has to be all about the other person, like predominantly I've just had sex with guys, mm. and so I've always been in my head thinking like, "Do I look good for them, and you know how can I make this enjoyable for them and that's been such a limiting belief for me because now. I feel sorry for the next person who has to sleep with me because, like, it's all about me now.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. fucking oh, yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, as it should be. I am so excited about this. Oh, my God. Uh, Bray and I
0: talk about that all the time, yeah. about how prioritizing other people's pleasure, particularly mm. if you're in a relate woman in a relationship with a man, it seems to be typical mm. that woman will just be like, oh, I'll, you know, prioritize the man's pleasure, and if I get something out of it, that's nice, like a cherry on top situation. Yeah. Honestly, that has been my whole life. I know. Like,
1: it's crazy though, because when you finally start looking at things differently and you have this awakening, you're like, whoa, it's actually so much better mm. when I focus on like myself having
0: a good time. Yeah. You know? And it's better for them as well, right? Like if if you if everybody wants to have great sex, you need to be enthusiastic about it. You know, everybody needs to be like getting their pleasure on, figuring out what works for them, communicating about it. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's not like you're taking anything away from anybody else. You're actually giving, no. right? You, because you are really sh- are giving. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I fucking love that. That is awesome. And everybody listening, <laughs> if you haven't worked through that already, like take your pleasure, own it, prioritize yourself. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. So good. So good. Great way to start that one. <laughs> okay. So I want to know a bit more about who is Janelle. So what life are you leading today? And what are some of the key moments that got you here?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So right now I am based in Tauranga. I have just left Palmy where I've been for the last five years and my plan this year was to go and travel overseas. Um, I've felt really called for probably a solid five, six years to leave New Zealand and to go and explore the world but I've always stopped myself either because of a job or because of a relationship. Mm. and on the flip side of that this year you know I mean we've all had a lot of time to reflect or a lot of downtime yeah. um <laughs> I was doing some reflection and I was thinking wow you know I I've spent the last five years of my life like don't get me wrong I've done things that I wanted to do and I've learned lots and I've grown so much but I've stayed in this one place because of other people like all you know or external factors um And so where life is leading me right now is I've moved back to Tauranga, which is my hometown. My mum and dad are here um, and my little sister as well. My plans are still to move or to travel overseas more at some point when we can. Obviously, that's out of our control right now. So I'm just kind of like, whatever, that'll happen when it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the meantime, what's really important for me is spending time with my family. And I mean, I've never been that type of person before. Um, to really, you know, the, the second I could get out home, pretty much I did. So that's probably a, quite a defining thing in my life is um, having, you know, left home base. But, you know, I think I was like 18 by the time I left Tauranga and I only just came back this year and I'm 26 now. Um, so... All of a sudden this year with everything that's been going on, it's just become apparent to me that I want to spend more time with my family and I want to make more memories with them. But what I didn't expect is that I was going to come home and I was going to get to pretty much re-meet my family. You know, I, I, I have coffee with my mum each day and I have dinner with my dad and um, we just have conversations And we look at each other like humans rather than, oh, you're my parents and I'm your daughter. Um, I need you to tell me what to do or blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's actually beautiful. And if anybody has the opportunity to do that and it's never been something that has interested you, it's so empowering actually to see your family or these people who I guess in your mind may have like done you wrong or caused trauma and all that kind of stuff to come back with fresh eyes and be like, Hey, you're just a person
0: and you're just yeah. doing the best you could with what you had and man, I love you. Yeah. Like
1: it's been awesome, honestly. <laughs>
0: that that's so beautiful. Yeah. And we completely resonate, you know, growing you guys up as and- it with
1: your family too, eh? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I, I reckon we've we're quite lucky in the sense, I think we've been going through that journey over the last mm-hmm. few years, but yeah. I was the same. I wanted to get out of home ASAP. I moved in with mm-hmm. my boyfriend, like, you know, as soon as I left high school and it was, it was like everybody in my family, in my mind, I guess, revolved around me, right? So everybody that you had a relationship with, all you could see was that relationship you had with them rather than them as an individual. Yeah yes and I think there's something about getting space like I do think you sometimes Mm -hmm. need that space to -hmm. remove yourself and then when you can come back you're kind of your own individual person that you can see them as individuals and then what you're doing is you're bringing something beautiful all together but you you kind of see them as I'm not there to control them they're not there to control me like there's this hierarchical relationship it's just like oh shit now I get to be friends potentially with my
2: parents or Mm -hmm. with my siblings that I might not have been before yeah it's it's pretty amazing and it's really fun Mm. to learn and then also to take them off the pedestal that you could have had them on when you were a child completely
1: yeah Mm. either the either the pedestal or like the the grave you dug (laughs) yeah either or like whatever but one thing that's really one thing that's really um helped me recently is that I've been trying to tell myself this kind of mantra of you don't know even the people that you do know, you know, like you, you look at these people and they're either your family or your best friends for 10 years and you think that you know them. But if you kind of flip it and get curious to get to know them more, you actually learn so much about these people because you'd put them in this little box and you're like, wow, you really are amazing. And I didn't even know it. Oh, So I I, I love doing that now, like pretending the people that I know pretending that I don't know them and just asking them crazy questions. It's really cool. (laughs) I think that's
0: brilliant. And I actually, that's something because I'm, you know, reading a lot of relationship books, like romantic relationship books at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's a key Mm -hmm. thing that comes through a lot. It's like actually your relationship and particularly when you've been with that person for a while, you can think, you know, Mm -hmm. everything about them, but actually a lot of what you think, you know, is the stories you created up for this person, these ideals and expectations. And then when they don't meet those ideals and expectations, it's like a shock. It's like no, yes. wait—that's that's not who you are. That's not the person yep. I think you are. Mm-hmm. And so you—I love that. It's like approach them as it's like new, right? Like this person's mm-hmm. having thoughts that you you're not privy to. They're changing yeah. and they're growing, and it's like you do need to delve deeper. And and I think we do get a bit um, complacent in, in multiple do. relationships, like so many interpersonal relationships. Like I've known Brie my whole life. <laughs> And I. But I do you have, really know her exactly. Like. exactly do I know her and I've, we have to not remind ourselves of that all the time and sometimes even now we'll get
2: shocked like wow why did you why'd you say that that's not the person you're supposed to be oh, I get mm-hmm. so put up in the stories sometimes of going but you used to say things like this and it used to mean this I uh, you kind know, to yeah. really let go of mm-hmm. how I used to know things or understand leash and then be like oh my god you have grown and that's yeah. an amazing thing. And totally. And not trying to hold leash back. Yeah. By the own like this, my stories I created about mm. you. Okay. Well, when we last
0: talked, you mentioned mm-hmm. that you were exploring your sexuality. So what does that like yeah. for you? Oh my goodness. So as I said in the beginning, I
1: for my whole life, up until probably the last year, I've always just been in male-female relationships. Mm. And I'm quite the relationship girl. So I usually do go from like one relationship, single for a couple of months, but talking to one or maybe a couple people and then get into another relationship with the one I like the best kind of thing. And my most recent relationship, we were together for two and a bit years and that ended around about September, October, 2019. And... Reflecting, I remember when we were together, sometimes I'll like find myself checking out a chick or being like physically attracted to a female. And I was like, wow, is this a thing for me? And I'd talk to my boyfriend at the time about it and I would make jokes. I said, you know, before I met you, I was keen to like date girls and I was probably going to be a lesbian because I was sick of dumb boys and all that kind of stuff. And he'd just laugh it off, like, whatever. Um, and then when him and I broke up, I was thinking, well, actually, what if this is a thing for me and what if the reason why my relationships up to this point haven't worked is because there's this little part of me that wants something more or something different that I haven't explored yet. Mm. So at that point, I pretty much decided, screw it. Um, I know what males are like up until this point. Um, been there, done that. Let's just close that door for a while and try something new. Um, but I'm also, I'm also a very kind of connection person. I can't just go and get with somebody. It's just not in my nature. And I mean, that's also something about myself that I Wanted to test and just go and randomly get with somebody. Didn't quite get there because I'm in a relationship now, but we can mm. circle back to that. <laughs> um, so between October um, 20, it actually really didn't even start until January this year because of the whole me not being able to just go and get with someone, or, you know, I can't, it's just not a thing for me. I had said to a few of my closest friends that this was something I was exploring um and if I meet a female that I'm attracted to I'll go for it and up until January so between like what October and January I hadn't met anyone yet and then at New Year's time literally on New Year's Eve I was with one of my best mates in Hawke's Bay and we walked into this bar <laughs> and um when we were walking in we to show ID to the security guards and show my ID walked in turned around to my friend and I said holy shit I'm into that chick <laughs> And it was just the strangest thing. Like it came out of nowhere. And then I spent the whole night like nervous and mm-hmm. feeling anxious and just so scared because this is the first time I'd had this feeling and like really had this feeling. And then my friend was so beautiful <laughs> and she stayed with me in that same bar all night on New Year's Eve. And the bar was average. <laughs> she stayed in this same bar with me all night until I could get the courage to go and talk to this girl which I didn't and it it got till quarter past three in the morning. So the bus closed at three, got to quarter past three and this chick was a security guard. So she was like there all night working and it was like the final hour, literally, you know, the, the, the last chance we're about to get in a taxi and leave and I've ruined my whole new year's cause I didn't balls up and just do the thing. And I was really pissed off at myself. And I felt bad because my really good friend had just spent her whole New Year's in one bar because of me, you know? So so at this point, the security guard walks across the street and I was like, Janelle, now's your chance. And I literally talked myself into it and I ran over there and I acted as sober as I could. I wasn't drunk or anything, but like, you know, I was definitely tipsy. Ran over there and I said, hello. And this girl turns around and she goes, hi in this really weird tone like what the heck's going on and I said um look you 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 can definitely say no um but I feel like I've been here all night and um I don't know you seem seem pretty cool and please please say no this is really embarrassing um but but uh I've never done this before would you would you want to get a drink with me? (laughs) And she's just like staring at me and I'm thinking, Oh my God. Yeah, it's definitely a no. Like, Oh, well, at least it was, I kind of copped out by saying you can say no. Um, and then she just shrugged her shoulders and she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go you. Holy shit, Good job. <laughs> so,
1: so that's how I got my first kills number.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you stuck it out. You really like, you know, oh. took your time, built that confidence. And you
2: did it. You did it. Like, that's all that really matters. I, I know, know how long it took to get there. You still did it. Exactly.
0: That was that, scary, that,
2: though. Oh, it was scary. But I think that's something
1: that's been really important for me, um, yeah. is finding those things that scare you and doing them anyway. Yes. And as I said to her, like, please say no. I really don't care about the answer. The point of this is that I was ballsing up and doing something that scared me. It's actually not even about her at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Glad you didn't chuck that in there. Like, sorry, it's <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no.
2: I'm just trying to prove to myself I can do this. Did you? And get I a- did. <laughs> did you exactly. get a drink with her in the end, or did you just have her number?
1: So what happened is we ended up getting coffee a couple of days later, and we talked for like three hours. But I shit you not, we talked about boys the whole time. Mm. And I was just like, oh wow, okay, cool. How do I insinuate like? yes, I've been with guys and that is a thing for me and still like will likely be my future, but this is also something I'm into as well. Mm. Um, And I just didn't, I didn't know what to do. Since then, I've talked to friends who are lesbian about the situation and they have said, when you're in that situation and you're, you know, meeting a girl that you're potentially interested in for the first time, um, and this is the first time for both of you, I think that made it hard for us as well. Yeah. but when it's the first time for both of you and you're talking about guys and, you know, your past experiences, you then throw it into conversation. Oh, but I'm into girls too. You just straight out say it, Yeah. you know, which makes so much sense <laughs> at the moment. It's scary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Because you're like, what? Well, what are they going to think when I say that? Like, are they going to think I'm predatory and I'm just sort of going to jump them? But basically you do need to lay it out on the line because, you know, because both of you are just sitting there wondering oh was do I need to read between the lines and what they've just said or you had to be so clear and so with any type of gender right like Mm -hmm. there are so many expectations that people are going to understand what we say when we don't actually say it clearly
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely and that's been something that's become more and more apparent to me is that some people no matter how clear you are they still don't want to hear it. And so your actions then have to follow up what it is that you're saying, you know, which is what we say to everyone actions speak louder than words, but it's also when you're telling somebody that you're not into them, you then can't reply to their messages every day when they message you. You know, like my, my excuse for that would always be, Oh, but I feel bad or, oh, but they're my friends. So I still want to talk to them, but you're actually, your actions are giving them the idea that even though you say you're not interested, you are, but you're not.
0: Completely mind completely. games, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You you need to respect yourself, and by doing that, you respect another person. You've got oh, to okay. know your boundaries. So, when you said that you talked to friends about this, like, did you talk to other people in your life, like your family, and how did they kind of react to these um, these changes and these kind of ideas you were having about how you wanted to explore your sexuality?
1: Yeah. So this is. Um, this is something I thought about in my head a lot, as you do, before I even said it out loud. And what I did is some of my friends went to a concert in Tauranga um, around about the time that I'd met this girl. And so I chose to tell my guy mates first. And um, I said to one of them in particular, you know, I was there was like 10 of us at this party um, and I one by one was going and talking privately to each of them. And I'll never forget, one of my, my best friends now fiance, I said to him, so, um, just wondering what, what would you think if I said that I was into girls and he turns around, he's like, Janelle, I don't give a fuck who you love. I love you. And that's what matters, you know? And I was just like, oh, you're such a dream. And cause he, to me, was this guy, um, who is so straight cut and, you know, I, I just didn't think that he would ever say something like that. You know, I definitely thought he would judge and but he, he just didn't. And so that little inch made me feel a bit more confident. And then the more people that I started to tell, I guess the responses collectively helped. But also I just got to the point where in myself that I realized this is something that is important to me. It's something that I'm wanting to explore for myself. I'm not doing this for any external validation. So at the end of the day, if people aren't into it, they have every right to not be into it. But also I then have every right for them to not be in my life anymore. You know, Um, I had, so my friends were great. And actually what, what I've realized is that when you come from a place of love and you can get vulnerable, the people around you um, take that as an opportunity to get vulnerable too. So since I've told my friends, I've had probably four friends who themselves now have started exploring their sexuality. And it's just been amazing because I was on this dating site and, (laughs) and it's called Her. It's a New Zealand app and it's probably the app that I'd had the most luck with. Um, as in, it just felt nice. It didn't feel dirty or anything like that. And so I was scrolling away one day and I saw one of my best girl mates and I messaged her and I was like, what is this? And she goes, yeah, you, you helped me to do that. So, um, like, thanks for sharing your truth with me because it, it helped me to open up myself, which is so freaking cool. And awesome. Yeah. And like even even um, a couple of my guy mates have, have been the same and, you know, they've been exploring their sexuality, but they've never felt comfortable to tell anybody. Yeah. And so the second I'm like, hey guys, this is the thing for me. Um, blah, 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 blah. They're like, oh wow, I've been doing this for a long time, but I've never been able to tell anybody. I'm so excited to share this with you.
0: Yeah. That is How amazing. Awesome. That is awesome. That. It's so cool. I just love that because it's so true though, right? Like vulnerability breeds vulnerability. Like totally. when you just open up yourself, people like resonate with it and they go, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I wanted to, to do the same. And this is a safe mm-hmm. space for that. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to meet you in that area. Um, mm-hmm. And if they don't, that's okay. Like, but like you said, you can choose whether to like move on from that or
1: you're exactly. just living your truth, right? Yeah.
0: I definitely had one experience
1: with somebody who at the time I thought meant a lot to me. Um, and we've been friends for a solid five years and they did not take it well at all and actually called me stupid. I said, you're so stupid and you're so dumb. What is wrong with, it was awful. It was actually like verbal abuse to the point where I said, actually, I'm not here for this and you need to do some work on yourself. And I hung up and I blocked them and that was that, you know? it was, there's no need to be nasty. No, yeah. that
0: definitely shows.
1: That was probably shows, the worst experience. Yeah, oh that's goodness. not
0: a nice thing to go through, particularly when they are supposed to be your friend and turn up for mm-hmm. you and all of the stuff that you go through in your life. But I, I know, I, I think I've never really had an adverse reaction to mm. identifying to people that I'm by, And I realize yeah. how lucky I am and how privileged in so many areas that that, that hasn't been something that's alienated me from people um if people haven't agreed with it or whatever they haven't explicitly come out and told me so but I know Mm -hmm. so many people who have been ostracized or kicked out of their home or anything Mm -hmm. so that sucks that you went through that situation but I'm it's so beautiful how you just owned what you're going through your truth and everything like that yeah
1: Mm, absolutely it's 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 so tough right like you're never going to get
0: everybody be supportive of you no Um, definitely it's so interesting mm. to me though when you're talking about the the guys in your life and how actually (laughs) they've been exploring or they've explored and there's something I remember growing up uh it was a lot more normalized for you know girls or young women to be exploring with each other and actually, mm-hmm. often it was hypersexualized by the men in your life, right? Like, oh, it's so hot, mm-hmm. you guys should hook up at the club, whatever. And that's why I love that. I think like for me, sexuality is fluid. I think it's about exploration and curiosity, if it's safe and consensual, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that being normalized. And I've talked to so many guys the last couple of years. You know, being in my late twenties now. And they talked that they did the same with their guy mates. they like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, they're like, no, I'm heterosexual and I'm fully okay with that. But actually, like, I hooked up with a few guy mates, like, during university or high school. And I'm like, how did I not know this? And that's so yeah. awesome. That's so fucking cool. But, mm-hmm. wow, I thought it was really just only only girls and young women. And it probably predominantly was. But, I don't know, I thought there was something so liberating about these guys who were just like, yeah, we explored a bit. And I'm like, that's it's
1: so, it's, I want to say it's hot and it's kind of annoying because when I talk to my guy mates about it and they're like, oh yeah, so um, I went on a date with a guy last night or I had a sleepover with a guy. I'm just like, shit, I like you more, mm. you know, like, do I like like you? <laughs> I don't know, but I love that these people are just be becoming, either they're becoming more open-minded or yeah, they're becoming more okay with sharing how open-minded they are. And it's yes. so beautiful to see the more feminine side of males. Um, And, you know, I, I was having a conversation with a guy who I had been seeing for a while and I was saying to him, like, hey, this is a thing for me that I'm wanting to explore. I don't think I could actually... Take things further with you, you know, even though you're great, because there's this part of my brain that just wants to give this a go. And his response to me is the exact thing why I said it. it makes me like them more because he turns around and he said, Oh, I completely understand. You've absolutely got to go and do that. I've done that myself and told me the full story. And he goes, But I know that I'm just into women. And I was thinking, oh, shit, how am I supposed to go and get with girls now when you've just made yourself sound amazing?
0: (laughs) I don't don't want to leave now. (laughs) I know, right? There's something Uh, just awesome about people owning their journey and just turning up as themselves. I think it's very attractive. Completely. It is. It is
2: real confidence and acceptance you know oh
0: yeah absolutely Mm. and let we'll lead on then so you said you obviously currently started a relationship now and before that you were navigating the dating pool how did you do that to in a way that felt authentic and where you got connections that were authentic as well
1: so I definitely struggled in the beginning um and I went on Bumble um, I was going between Palmy and Tauranga, so I had a couple of different locations that I could, you know, kind of scan through. Um, and I'd have phases where I was like, "Oh, this is dumb," and then. But I think now, reflecting, what was dumb is when you're scrolling, like people's pictures aren't that great, and it's not that they're not great, but you know, if you, th- I like pretty pictures, and nothing just really like piqued my interest. Um, and so then I'd, you know, shut down the app for a little while and I was like, Janelle, you've got to get back into this thing. Um, <laughs> and so I faces going in and out of using it, but I never wanted to use Tinder because as I said earlier, I'm, I'm just not the type of person up until this point who can just get with somebody. I know that's not all that Tinder is, but the stories that I've heard, that's majority of what it is. And I just didn't want that. So I stuck to Bumble, wasn't loving it. Um, and then I t- I just, honestly, I just started talking to more people. The more people I was talking to about ex- exploring my sexuality, I would just ask them questions. And um, especially if they responded to me saying that they were doing the same, I was like, oh my goodness, how's it going for you? What do you do? How do you meet them? And that's when I found out about the app called Her. And that, honestly, that app was the best one for me. It's a terrible app function functionality-wise. So many bugs. I hate it in that sense. Yeah. But the people that I met on there, so, so great. So mm. I ended up meeting one woman in Palmy and we went on a few dates and she stayed over one night and we cooked dinner together. And, um, you know, then she would like send me random memes and stuff. And she was just so lovely and made the whole experience for me really, really just nice. Yeah, You know, like no pressure. It wasn't a, we're just going to have sex. And then that's that. Like we actually enjoyed each other's company which was cool and then I met another woman and that was insane like that was a whole new I was such a baby (laughs) (laughs) it was scary (laughs) yeah um just because because this 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 person in particular she's been engaged to a woman before and so, like her level of experience and and, and that confidence around um, being seen with another woman was just like I was in awe of her. You know, like wow, so just yeah, she she definitely is gay. You know, um, not to try and put labels on anything, but honestly, there's just so many learning experiences, and I feel like I still haven't fully. Uh, Realise them all yet? You know, Um,
0: yeah, yeah. How did you navigate? I guess like talking to women, so you're exploring and you're navigating the fact that you're bi curious. Yeah, and you know, it's. I know that a lot of people who are lesbian or or bisexual, and then they have been Mm. for a while, and they are more comfortable and confident in it. Mm. They can find it difficult. That I think because it's becoming normalised to be curious and to explore, Mm -hmm. and actually, Mm -hmm. it's okay that you like more than one gender. They can Mm -hmm. find it difficult. Never getting it with new people, or as you call yourself, baby. I think there's a term for it, but I'm not all up with the new jazzy terms. Um, I definitely felt like a baby. Yeah. So how did you, I guess, discuss that with people when you were starting to talk to them on her? Did you were you quite open about the fact that this was new for you and you were just yeah. trying to see where this goes?
1: I think at the end of the day, the most important thing for me and what I would encourage anybody is to just be yourself. You know, and obviously that's hard when you're typing um, in an app. But as much as possible, I just tried to stay authentic to my truth in that moment and who I am as a person. And how I said before, where that um, the second person was really intense is because I felt like they were trying to be who I wanted rather than who they were. Mm. And that confused me really, really bad. So like the, the the most important thing and what really helped was just being honest with people as to like the position that I was in. Look, I've always dated males and this is something that I'm new to. Um, and like, I'm just learning and trying to navigate things and kind of see where it leads. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and that was, that was for the most part, met pretty well. Um, and there was a couple of comments of like oh you know my friends would tell me not to waste my time with you because you're just going to break my heart when you go back to guys or like all this kind of stuff and I'm thinking well actually I need to decide if I even like you first yeah you know like why go that far why don't we just you be yourself I be myself and we see if we vibe um and and that that was probably the scariest part is seeing people pretending to be anything other than who they really are Mm. and I was like wow, is this what people do? Do people do people not feel confident enough in themselves that they have to pretend to be a whole different person? Um, and yeah, after that experience, I actually deleted the app. I wasn't closed off to dating women. I was still like fully into it, um, but I just had to figure out another way to meet them.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, definitely. Did you notice, because I'm going to presume, and tell me if I'm wrong, that you've also uh-huh. used dating apps for looking for male sexual partners or male romantic partners have you did you notice like a difference in terms of engagement with women and men
1: uh women chats are so much deeper quicker yeah just like we're, we're straight into the words and the big paragraphs and all the things and um and I love it it was it was it's so cool um and I that that helped me see a quality that I really want in my person being, you know, the person that I'd like to be with for the majority of my life um, is someone who can just open up, you know, or feel safe enough to open up even when it's not easy. Um, and I learned that in conversating with women about, you know, their dreams and their relationship experience and all that kind of stuff. So that, that was the biggest, biggest difference. Guys on dating apps, just like, hey, where do you live? What do you do? Maybe do you want to go a date? Go on a date, or maybe can I take you out sometime? Or sometimes not even that, you know.
0: And I was just like, okay, cool, all good. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I find I find like dating it with guys, it's such a it's such a range. I think yeah, eighty to ninety percent would definitely be like that. And mm. this is this is the truth. Okay, unfortunately, women usually have a larger selection in most guys. Mm-hmm. So the thing is you have to stand out a bit. If, if you're going to like grab our attention and make us come back to talk to you again, you do have to do things a little bit different and that, and that can be difficult, right? Cause it's like, what do I say? Am I going to make them uncomfortable? Like, first of all, like don't, something that's going to make them uncomfortable but just ask them about their life totally. dreams about you know what's something that's made you light up this week like what's your, your biggest growth moment of the day uh, there are so many things that just make you stand out that aren't that difficult but I think yeah because like 90% would just be like well where do you work and you're like well it's actually in my profile so oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> see what I would do if I'm if I've you know match with somebody and I'm going to make the first point of contact, which I absolutely do, by the way, like I'm not here to fuck about. And I say that in every instance of my life, when I know what I want, I'm going for it. So I'll message you first, all good. And what I would try to do is go to the person's profile and I would try to pick something out of their profile, either to do with their picture or their bio. And that's such a great conversation starter because you're showing them already that you're, you know, that you're um, attentive, I suppose, and that you do your research.
0: And Which that it was is, something about their profile okay. that you liked, and that's why you selected them, right? You weren't mm-hmm. just like swiping everybody and just see who matched. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Although Joey, gotta love him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, completely, completely agree with that. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite an interesting space. I'm kind of glad I'm out of it now. <laughs> like, it's a I big sigh of sigh of relief. And I think one of the things I liked about Although I didn't technically meet the person I'm dating through a dating app. I did kind of Mm -hmm. re-meet him through a dating app. So, and one thing that just made him stand out was the fact that it was just like, it was deeper, faster. And I was like, cool, this is an actual conversation. I know Mm -hmm. that when I meet you in person and we actually see what this is that I've got mm-hmm. something to engage with you about mm-hmm. um, and that we actually have things in common, which are nice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: One, one, one tip is if you're going to meet someone in person who you've met on a dating app, I will always reread all the messages before we meet Because quite often people tell you things in the messages that when you meet them in person, you ask them the same questions they've already answered. Whereas if you reread the conversation, you can kind of build up on that. Like, oh, you said that you like to do this on the weekends. Well, tell me more about that or blah, blah, blah. You know, it again is showing that you're, and also it gives you stuff to talk about that is that next level deeper rather than the surface level stuff.
2: That is a great tip. Yeah. Love that idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it can get quite infuriating. When oh, you, they turn gosh. up and they ask you the same question and you're like, did you actually care that much about our conversation? I mean, we already discussed this. Uh, you already talked mm-hmm. about how you loved that or whatever. And it just, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I don't know. It makes it feel like they care about you less, although it could just be a first meetup that will just trigger something in your mindset. So them being attentive and remembering things is actually exactly. a key way to just, just act like you care. Mm-hmm. and I also really liked how you said you own the fact that you message them first. There are multiple people I know who that one they recommend but or two they recommend not doing it. like mm-hmm. no, let the guy do it first, or there are people who are afraid to be assertive and it's not how even, it's not even that assertive. I'm like, what is wrong with just being like? Hey, cool. I really liked what's about your profile. You love to surf. Tell me more about that.
2: I've always wanted to try. Yeah. Having a conversation Absolutely. with someone like going to a networking event. You don't just sit there waiting. Well, sometimes you do a little bit of social anxiety, but you <laughs> know, go, hey, I, I will engage with you. You know, let's just start a conversation. But anyway, just really blow it out of proportion um, and definitely get ourselves into a spiral real quick when I it comes to. Uh,
1: yeah. I think we're really good at overthinking everything and turning things into, you know, like, oh, but if I make the first move, then I'm always going to be the one that's chasing or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, actually, you don't know that. Every person is different. Every situation is different. Um, and on the flip side, why I'm okay with messaging people first is because I just treat everything like a game and not in a mental, I'm here to mess with your game. Yeah. It's like, a, I don't care about the end result. This is just fun kind of game, yeah. you know, so it's it takes that pressure off it you know and it just it makes it more exciting I think just like go for it and if you if someone piques your interest or you know like how how crappy you gonna feel if you've matched with someone and you think oh my gosh this person looks amazing I can't wait to talk to them yeah. and then you go like two days and they haven't messaged you yet you're gonna feel so shit mm. just message the first yeah. you know
0: yeah absolutely you've got to own your own life right otherwise you can't really blame people for how it turns out we're not here to mess about, okay? We've got exactly. shit <laughs> like, We don't have fucking time to mess about. Jesus. <laughs> and, like, so obviously you've been through quite a journey. You've been in some yeah. serious relationships mm-hmm. and you've obviously decided to move out of them. So how did you realise that those relationships weren't working and they weren't serving you? And how did you take those actions to choose you each time?
1: Um, so, honestly, I think it's getting real with yourself. Like, we... I'll go back to the start where I grew up with um, a mum and a dad who my mum had me when she was 21 and she got married when I was four. So, my whole life, I've seen like my mum and dad be married. Um, and knowing that my mum had me really young, there was always this idea in my head that I was going to meet my person young and I was going to probably get married and have them by my side for the rest of my life. And so I got into these relationships thinking this was it for me. And so when these people weren't right for me or when the actions wouldn't match their words or when we clearly wanted different things, I would stay in there out of that hope of, oh, but like, this is, you know, this is my shot or they're they're with me. So, um, like the, I'm, I'm enough or, oh, it's so hard to meet the next person, you know, so I may as well just stay in this. And I just had to get really real with myself and be like, if this is forever, I don't want it because they were clearly not the right person for me. And so this, you know, reflecting on patterns, which I love to do, um, and on past experiences, I realized, well, I've been in a few relationships now with people who clearly are not aligned with who I am as a person or where I'm wanting to go. Like, we just blatantly want different things and we value different things. So, why don't I let them go and find someone who is aligned with them and give myself a better shot at finding that person who is also aligned with me? Um, and don't get me wrong, it is so much easier said than done. Um, but I just kept coming back to that, that whole like, I'm young, you know, in one relationship I was 20, the next one I was 23 and in the most recent one I was 25 and I was like, I do not want to wake up beside someone who does not care about me as much as they should every single day. But also it showed me that I didn't care about myself enough because I was putting up with that shit, you know? And so when I didn't quite feel confident enough to leave my last relationship I just flipped the attention onto myself and I was like, okay, cool. What do I want that I'm not getting from my partner? Awesome. Let's give that to myself. Um, and so then I began doing more things for myself and I just started to feel so freaking good that I was like, nothing you say or do can touch me anymore. And I actually don't, want this for my future and I'm strong enough to to turn it away now yeah. and that felt so freaking liberating and so what I've done since then is continued working on myself and the things that are important to me and the, the values and the beliefs that I want to have for my future and really trying to focus on, I have this list and it's like who's the 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 list of the qualities I want in my life partner. Okay. And I'm I know I'm not the only person with this list, but where it's different is I understand that if I want to attract a person who is kind, who is caring, who looks after themselves and their mental health and who loves their job, I need to do all of those things myself. Because how am I meant to attract someone like that if I'm not on that level playing field too? They're not going to want to look at me if I'm not doing all the same things that they are, you know, or if I don't live by the same value system that they do. So it, knowing for me, the, or taking my past experiences and past relationships, figuring out from that, what I do and what I don't want moving forward. And then flipping it around so that I, every single day start doing those things that make me that person as well. It has honestly just changed the fucking game. Like I tried not yeah. to say the if word in this, but no, it I really has all, <laughs> all the time. What about
2: the swears?
0: <laughs> so true. It changed the game. It really does. I love that because often we have higher expectations for the person we want to bring into our life mm-hmm. than actually we're even able to bring to somebody's life. And like, how fair is that? It's like, would you want to be in a relationship with you? Somebody's to come knocking. Could you say that you are kind? Could you say that you are compassionate and that you have your your mental health journey kind of like um, I would not say sorted because who? How the fuck has their mental health journey sorted? But you know that you're aware of your things and you know your triggers and that you have totally. some tactics. But I also want to say to people like, be aware of what you put on that goddamn list because that list is mm-hmm. powerful. And so powerful. are you ready for what that <laughs> what that person? is going to do and bring into your life. So I wrote this list um, after I finished my like really toxic eight year on and off thing. I was like, no, this is not the type of person I want to be with. What type of person do I want to be with? And I wrote that I want somebody who can challenge me, right? Who's not just Mm -hmm. going to agree with me because they want Mm -hmm. to placate me. I want them to be their own person, have their own thoughts and turn up and be able to challenge me like healthily, right? How good. How good. But... I mean, was I ready for that? I don't know. I don't think I was. <laughs> you know, I thought that that's what I wanted and I do want that, but I hadn't done the work to mm-hmm. kind of be like, am I, am I okay enough in myself that if somebody challenges me, I don't let mm-hmm. my ego take over. I mm-hmm. don't feel like they're threatening me. This isn't to like uh, life and death situations. It was interesting to get into a relationship where I'd called that in and then be like, holy fuck. This is so much. My reptilian brain is going, no, 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 you can't deal with this. My ego is mm-hmm. dying and everything like that. Now that's great because it's, it's forced me to recognize that about myself and grow within this relationship that's amazing. at an extremely rapid pace. Otherwise, yep. Otherwise it wouldn't have worked, but I had mm-hmm. to get real about, well, if I called this in, I meant I want it. So now I have to rise to that challenge. I have to rise Completely. to that occasion. But yeah, it's, they are powerful lists. Do you meet that yourself? And are you ready for what you're calling in?
1: Absolutely.
0: And I also think when you talk about like, are you ready every single day,
1: even once you've got that person in your life, you want to still keep doing and being those things because you can lose it. You know, you can lose yourself in another person or you can lose yourself in your job and find that you can get displaced or unaligned from that person who you thought would be your person forever. So just because you have this list and the list pulled them in, you do have to keep working on that every single day. Exactly. So you might not, you might not feel ready for that now, but if you keep working at it, even while you're in that relationship, you will. And this is what's so crazy is because my now partner like I say partner because he's the first person I've been in a relationship that's actually a partner in crime. Like we're, we're a team and it's so exciting. And yes, he is a male. So the relationship that I'm now in, um, going back to what I just said about how every day, you know, even once you've got this person, you keep working on the things that allowed you to draw them in in the first place, right? Like you've got this list, let's say, and you, you keep that on your board and you keep making sure that every day you're delivering on those qualities yourself. So I was talking to one of my best guy mates about this and him and I have been friends since high school. So we've known each other since we were 16. We both used to drive um, when we got our driver's licenses and we would go get ice cream and we would hang out at different spots all around um, Bay of Plenty. And we just used to like talk really, really deep, way deep for what 16 year olds should be talking about. Um, And it was just this beautiful friendship. And so since I've, been going from Pami back to Tauranga probably the past year now, him and I would catch up anytime I came home. And a few months ago, I came home and I talked to him about the person that I want to be in my life. And I was like, I, I just know that I'm not there yet. And I've still got so much that I need to do in myself before I'm ready for this person. And, you know, I've got X, Y, Z i have got X, Y, Z I want to achieve with my life and I can't do that with them and blah, blah, blah. And he turns around to me and he's like, you know, you can still do this stuff while you're with this person. But I was so stuck in my mind because every relationship I'd had up until this point, they didn't want the same stuff that I wanted. So to me, once I got in a relationship, everything I wanted, I couldn't have anymore anyway. So when... He said to me, you know, you can have both, you can be with your person and you can still achieve all the dreams you want to, you guys would just do it together. And I was like, whatever, I can't, you know, because my past experience has proved otherwise, but obviously they weren't the right people for me. And so you can probably see where this story is going. But what happened is since I've moved back to Todonga, um, My old guy friend from high school and I, we would see each other probably once a week and we both have the same interests, which is like health and well-being. We love going on adventure walks. And so we started doing that stuff together. And I kid you not. So right now at the time of this recording, it's the 1st of October. Um, Probably for the last three weeks, I found myself getting really... um, kind of like itchy feet at wanting to spend more time with him. But I didn't think anything of it. Cause I was like, Oh, he's, he's my best mate, you know? So of course they want to spend more time with him. So I would make you guys are laughing at me. So I would, <laughs> I would text him and I'd oh, be like, oh, should we?" <laughs> I'd text him and I'd say, Oh, should we go up the mount today? And then the next day, Hey, do you want to do the Pat Pills? And the next day, do you want to do this walk and this walk? And every time he said yes, and we'd meet up and then The last two days before the weekend, (laughs) I found myself before going to catch up with him, looking in the mirror and trying to look pretty. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? You don't do this. Like you wear your hair up in a bun. You don't care how you look for this guy. Like what is up? And then the next day we saw each other again. And I literally ran across the road to wrap my arms around him and hug him. And in my head, I'm just thinking, oh no, you're in trouble. You know? <laughs> okay. And so my parents go away for the night. Obviously, you know, by now I am living with my parents and tottering right at the moment. My parents go away for the night. Um, and all I wanted to do is go and have dinner with my best mate. And so I asked him and he took a while to reply. Um, What I didn't realize is that the things I'd been feeling about him, he'd been feeling them about me too, but he knew this journey that I was on and he knew that I'd always been in relationships and that I always, um, or, you know, had been saying for the past few months that this was my time to work on me and to, to grow and to be alone and, to really get comfortable with that. And he also knew my stance on not being able to do both things at the same time. So he almost didn't come to dinner. He didn't want to come and he gets quite, you know, confused and thinks, what do I do? So he goes and talks to one of his friends, girlfriends, tells her this whole situation about his best mate from high school and blah, blah, blah. blah. And the girl goes, dude, what the hell are you doing? Go to dinner. Why are you even questioning it? Like, she wants to spend time with you. You want to be with her. Why would you not go to dinner, you know? Um, So anyway, he comes to dinner, and somehow the convo gets really deep and meaningful, Um, and a day and a half later, he's read my list. (laughs) And he turns to me, and he says, this is me. Like, I am this for you. And I just said back to him, I know Like I know that's you. It oh. took me a while to see it, but I know I know that that's you. And I think
2: I know. Uh, I'm it like, too. what did he
0: read a rom com <laughs> or something? And just like, Please. Oh,
1: guys.
2: <laughs> I love
1: it. So I said to him, I was like, I want to hold your hand. <laughs> and he goes, okay, you can hold my hand. And then so we held hands, and we've just been like pretty much inseparable ever since.
2: Sorry, yeah, so, in moment <laughs> together ourselves. Oh, that is so lovely. Um, oh, you're so oh, beautiful. I'm just so happy. Like, that's just so wonderful. That like, so that's wonderful. How you should feel. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like the honesty of both of you to get there in the end, like, you know, and, and for him to own that and go, actually, like, yeah, this is me and not running from that and like you just both going, mm-hmm. this is how we feel. This is we
0: mm-hmm. want to be. Yeah. Oh, man. It's that vulnerability, yeah. right? So that pure vulnerability really showing up and being like, this is, this is what it is for me right at this moment. Mm-hmm. And then just leaving it out there and hoping, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. never know if it's going to be reciprocated, but if you don't put it out there, it definitely won't be reciprocated because you see it Absolutely. all the time. Both people not wanting to share their feelings or share their truth. And then it never happens. And it's so freaking sad. So that's why it's like so beautiful. That's why we're sitting here like tears in our (laughs) eyes. Cause it was like, yes, he read that and he could have, he could have read that and be like, Oh, this is a really cool list. Like that's what he could have said rather than be like, totally. I'm going to fucking own that. This is me. I have these Mm -hmm. qualities and I'm going to be that person for you. So congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you. It's, it's so funny though, because
1: um, one thing that I'm, as I said earlier, always trying to do is do the things that scare me. Yeah. But this one thing scared me so, so, so much that I almost was like, I can't do it. I, I, I can't, I can't do it. Like I just, no, I'm going to lose my best friend if he doesn't reciprocate. Right. And um, I called up one of my good friends in Parmy and she goes, Janelle, um, excuse me, but you're the girl who's always making everybody do the things that scare them. You're the one who's <laughs> always doing the things that scare you so why are you doing this? It's clearly scares you. You've got to do it. And I was like, shit, you're right. Like I've I've got to practice what you preach, you know? Um, and it just so happened in this experience to turn out amazing. And I think what's beautiful is that friendship that it was built on the, the friendship of never caring what they think, you know, or, never filtering yourself because you're scared they're not going to like you. It was always raw, raw and real right from the start. Mm. And so much so to the point where I wouldn't even I wouldn't even question how fast our relationship moved from here. It's like you know everything there is to know about me possibly and you're still here. Yeah. So, let's go for it.
0: And I think it's it, right? Because you can tell yourself, well, what if it doesn't work? What if this friendship is ruined? But it's actually, what if it does work? What if it actually is something so fucking beautiful that I've been searching for and it's just been about getting to the right time and getting to the right place together? You've created this incredible foundation of friendship and love. Like, you've got to give it a go. I mean, Finally. you've got to do it. So I'm so glad you both jumped for that and that you were both at that space that you could do it together as well. Thank you. Yeah. And so... That's a big journey for you though, right? Because leaning into your fears, doing things mm-hmm. anyway, that is confidence mm-hmm. to me, right? Confidence doesn't mean that you don't question things. It just means that you turn up and you show up and you're like, fuck, let's jump and let's go. Mm-hmm. You're founded and you're the CEO of Girls Get HQ and you yeah. work with women to find their truth and confidence. Like, Can you talk to me more about this work and why you're so passionate about it?
1: Absolutely. And I think I'm passionate about it because... There are so many, like every single one of us, I believe, has something special inside of us, right? We just don't know what that is, or we haven't uncovered that yet, or even worse, we do know, but we don't trust ourselves enough to just go for it. And the thing is, if something is meant for you, it will work. You know, if something is yours wholeheartedly, like deep in your soul, it was it's there for you to bring into this universe, it is going to work. And so what we need to do is we need to release and uncover all of these boundaries and limiting beliefs and low self-esteem issues and past experiences that have made you believe that you're not good enough to bring that creation into the universe or to live your truth. And it just, it actually fires me up you know, so much, like I've got this vision of helping 10,000 women within three years to own their self-confidence, to release their limiting beliefs and everything that they've ever been told or everything they've ever told themselves about them not being good enough to achieve their dreams. And I think confidence, it, it really starts with knowing who you are and like the things that got you here now so that you can appreciate and understand not so that you can hate on yourself more and I think that's where the whole personal development journey can um get people stuck is because we uncover all this stuff about ourselves and then we use that as another reason to hate on ourselves and it's like actually no that's not the point you know, you're meant to realize it so you can release it and start, like, not start again fresh, but, you know, so you can become whole again. But so many people see it as a thing to to weigh them down or another thing to, another reason to say why they're not good enough. And so my job is actually, like, in empowering these people of no... This has happened to you or, um, you know, you've told yourself this in the past, but this is not you now and this doesn't have to be you in the future either. And so then what we do is we, once we've realized who we are now, we can then have fun and explore who it is that we want to be moving forward. And I love this part because, again, another thing people get stuck on is the deciding of, oh, well, I, I don't know what I want in the future because people in their head, it has to be forever. And it's like, no, it can just be for right now.
0: Yes.
1: And let's treat it like right now. or Let's treat it like the next year ahead. Just make a freaking decision so we can start working on it and get you there. Because when you start taking the steps everything else just falls into place like five years ago when I decided to study to be a health coach there is no way I thought that I would be back living in Tauranga that I would be working with women on their self-confidence I thought that I was going to be telling people like meal plans and and taking photos of my food and I mean that in a genuine way like I loved healthy um, recipes and that to me at the time was my truth but if I didn't jump on that journey then I wouldn't be here today, you know? So you've mm. just got to make those decisions as they come up in front of you and not use them as ways to roadblock yourself. And each of these things just adds and adds and adds more confidence to who you are. So then when you finally feel like you've uncovered that core like genius or purpose for you in your life, you've got everything behind you to just go for it and just smash it. And you're no longer holding yourself back. You know, like I, I, I have known for the past few years that, um, like self-confidence and relationships has been something that I've been so interested in and that I wanted to, I don't know, make a career out of helping people with, but I didn't know how yet, but I didn't let that stop me. And I just kept taking little steps. You know, oh, okay, I could learn about this. Do it. Or, oh, I could do this. Okay, let's just do it. And it has all led me here today. And I'm so, so confident now in this purpose of helping women to uncover their confidence so that they can then bring that goodness into the world. You know, there's a lot of shit going on around us right now. Um, Mm. Imagine if we had a few more thousand women ready to step into their highest self, how much good we could bring to the world
0: yeah definitely women in their higher self just have an ability to bring such powerful action to the world Mm, i love that that's that's an incredible passion to have an incredible work to be doing you know it's it's really working with entrenched limiting belief systems that are cultivated in our society and to be like actually that's not you that's the society that you've grown up in telling you this about you like, who mm. are you actually? And for so mm. many of us, that's so scary. Because it is scary. Although we hate those bits of ourselves, it's <laughs> comfortable, right? We want to hold on to them because who the fuck are we if we're not those? <sighs> yeah.
1: Don't that's- even talk to me about being comfortable, honestly. <laughs> that is the That is the worst. People are like, oh, I'll just stay in this shitty relationship or this shitty job because it's comfortable. And I'm like, you're actually causing yourself like a slow, painful death. Wouldn't, you know, if you get uncomfortable for a few months to find this thing that you're going to love for the rest of your life or love for the next five years, wouldn't you rather that than be comfortable sleeping next to someone who in the end you freaking hate? I I just, it makes no
0: sense to me. Being comfortable makes me mad. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's often an excuse. And if it's pure Uh, comfortability, if you're like satisfied, then I think that that's okay. But a lot of times people think they're comfortable, but they're actually just scared of change. Mm -hmm. And so they would rather stay in something that's subpar or harmful or toxic because the fear of the unknown is is too much for them. And I'm speaking from experience, like so much experience and we all are right. Like we have to almost go through that. And to have taken those leaps to realize that we didn't die on the other side. In fact, we found bits of ourselves that we didn't even know existed. And then you get so passionate about finding those other bits you don't know yet, Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. growing into those next versions of yourself. And you're like, fuck, I'm awesome. Yep. You are. Yes, that's it. It's like, it's just realizing that being awesome and turning up into your higher self is not a perfect self right I think people Mm -hmm. get mixed up they're like but I but I still have these shitty thoughts about myself and I still say things I regret and you're like that the part of you that's like awesome is the fact that you can recognize that do something about it to the next
1: step Mm -hmm. self-awareness is just a beautiful beautiful thing and that's the thought I had earlier when 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 I say something today right? Like I make a call today on this podcast. If you meet me next week or, you know, in a few years time, what I say may be completely different and that is completely okay that is like I say this is today I say I'm going to help 10,000 women in three years tomorrow or next year I might say actually I'm going to go and work in Africa and I'm going to do this that is absolutely freaking okay and you should never hold anybody to something that they've said in the past or even yourself because that's what keeps us stuck it's like oh but I said I was going to do this and it's like well actually you can change your mind that is the tea, oh. as, the, as the young people
0: say nowadays. Yeah. Oh, oh, Brie is sitting here being like, Hallelujah. Because
2: I've had that happen to me a lot lately. People are just pulling me up for words I've said in the past. And I'm like, Look, that could have been five minutes ago, and my thought could have changed. Totally. But, and I just get totally. so resentful. I'm like, How like, how dare you hold me to account for past three if it was like five months ago? Because we're always shifting and we're growing yeah. and we're learning about ourselves. Totally. And you
0: don't have the information at that time that you do now, whether that was 30 seconds mm-hmm. ago or three years ago or we never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh,
1: and so- also remember the added layer is that the person who said that to, they are seeing that with their own glasses, you know, with their own like rose tinted glasses. So they've created a meaning around what you've said. So they're actually holding you to the meaning that they created around what you said, Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: you know, and that's where
0: like, always,
1: it's always about them yeah. and how empowering to be like, Oh, okay. You're in a bad mood. That's your shit. Not mine. All yeah, good. Definitely. You know?
0: Oh, that's, that is so good. There have been so many incredible <laughs> insights. Oh, um, I love it. It's so beautiful. I mean, we could talk to you for ages, okay? particularly like when you keep telling us the things that we love to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> but as, exactly. But as a wrap up, the last question I've got <laughs> for you is like, what do you think women can do or are able to do then to own their sexuality and their right to live a life of pleasure?
2: I think get
1: curious, like as and I'm not saying get curious and go start making out with the same sex. You know, if that's not something you want to do, just get curious about the things that you do want and you don't want, or, um, you know, test, test yourself. Or like question the thoughts that you have. You know, if you look in the mirror and you think you look ugly, question that. Like, well, why? Why do I think I look ugly? What makes me, you know, that doing those self-reflections and becoming self-aware, questioning yourself and your beliefs or your actions is amazing to helping you feel more empowered in life and also in your sexuality as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love that. I think one of the things I hear and I see, and it resonates with me all the time is curiosity. Mm. But if you don't know, unless you get curious and curiosity Mm. will lead you to the things you love and the things you don't love, but you Mm. need to do that in order to figure out actually who you are. Particularly with your sexuality, right? There are so many limiting beliefs. There are so many kind of ideas about what things should be. And it's like, make it yours, make it your own, figure out your own shit. Like mm-hmm. your sexual story is not somebody else's and it's up to you to own that and to take charge of yeah. your own sexual story. Mm, so it, I love it is,
1: that. It's just one more thing. It is so much fun to to challenge that, right? Like- Definitely you know, you've always, you've always hated morning sex. Well, why, why not try it? Give it a go. You might actually yeah. love it. Like,
0: you know, just exactly. change it up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and it's like, if it turns out you try like a couple of times and you're like, nah, still not a morning sex person. Like
2: mm-hmm. then so it's
0: okay. And often people will realize like, I I reckon, um, I think early on I didn't like morning sex and I realized it was because I was so self-conscious of like morning breath and conscious of like what I must look like in the morning. And mm-hmm. so it was actually built on my own, Ideas about myself and how I turn yeah. up, and am yeah, I attractive? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And when I was like, when you start getting over, like, first of all, if you can start brushing your teeth if that's going to help you. It's fine. But it's also just realizing that I can't turn up perfectly. And how do I want this person I'm having this experience with to turn up? And if I want them to be an accepting person and if I want to respect myself enough, like, then if they're the other type of person who's going to be like, I'm not having sex with you because you got must here then like you've got to figure out if
1: that's the type of person you want to be having like sex exactly. with. Exactly. They don't deserve to have sex with you anyway.
0: Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> must hear. Fuck, like it's the best. Waves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's amazing.
0: A- I love that. Thank you so much for spending the time thank you coming guys. on here and sharing your wisdom. Oh, we love it. Oh, that's amazing. Thank uh, you guys thank so you much. much. Thank you. It's been
2: so good seeing you, love Yeah. Yeah.